Today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, we have uh, Corey Van Brookhaven, or Hoven, sorry, yeah, Van Brookhaven, and uh, Laurel, uh, Lowell Wenger, uh, he's the archivist from uh, the Lidditz uh, Historical Foundation. And we are um, here today actually in the, in the uh, foundation buildings to uh, record the podcast. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, th uh, tell me a little bit about your background, why history, why preservation? Well, history for me, Lidditz history, that is, actually started with my grandfather. I'm somewhat of a third generation historian, although I hate to use the word historian, because when I think of a historian, I think of, you know, somebody who's very, very old and, and you know, a stereotype, but uh, I grew up, uh, my grandfather grew up carrying mail in downtown Lidditz, and he had a, a fascination with Lidditz. He grew up here, and um, people knew that he was into Lidditz history and would give him old postcards and old photos. Actually, my mother involved my for many years. She's still a volunteer, so she became involved back in the 80s. And then I got bitten by the bug about 1995. So I started to really delve into Lidditz history and started to collect Lidditz things, postcards, photos, antiques, things like that. And I joined the Historical Foundation here in 2008 and kind of worked my way up as a, as a board member. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been president for about five years now. Okay, very, very interesting. Um, and I, I see that your, your articles for the Lidditz uh, Record Express highlight local history, too. Do you, how do you find the topics that you write about? Several ways. People might email me or call me and, mm -hmm. and uh, suggest topics. Other times, uh, what I'll do is while researching one topic, I'll stumble upon th three or four other things that uh, I'll kind of set aside and come back to. Very, very interesting. Have you found any like little known stories or facts about about the local area? Well, I've written, I, I added it up about 120 local historical stories having to do with the Lidditz area since I started writing for the newspaper. That was in 2011, freelancing, and I've been full time with that paper for two years. So really all kinds of things. Here in Lidditz, uh, it surprises a lot of people to know that the town for the first 99 years from 1756 until 1855, you had to be Moravian to live in the downtown proper. Okay, the, the, church, the church owned? Yes, the, the church okay. owned the land and, and they took care of you. There were really strict rules. Um, they had a whole uh, list of rules, which uh, they, they're called the town regulations of 1759. Uh, you couldn't have a tavern here for a while that eventually changed uh, you couldn't dance in the street. You, you had to take your the, the sidewalks and or the your your house always had to be uh, well kept and uh, pretty pretty strict rules. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then again, the, the town opened up in, in 1855 to to non Moravians, and of course these days in 2020 we have all kinds of churches and all kinds of denominations yeah. here in Lidditz. Yeah, I, that made when you were saying that it made me think. And people complain about their homeowners associations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know I mentioned to you when we were emailing setting this up that 
you know, almost 20 years ago in my former life, I delivered a wedding cake to the, the garden area here. And I remember it very clearly because it was a week before my wedding and it was cold and rainy. And I'm like, I hope this wasn't <laughs> going to be the, my day. Yeah. But, um, so the, but so the Linus museum has three separate parts. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the buildings and the gardens? Sure. Uh, the two buildings that we maintain is the 1792 Johannes Mueller house. We acquired that in the early 1960s. And, uh, for many, many years, that was the only building that we, we had. So all of our collections and artifacts were in, were in there. Then in the early 1990s, we purchased the Christian Schropp House, which was built a year after the Mueller House in 1793. That's the building we're in now. And that became the Lidditz Museum and Gift Shop. And uh, so we had this new building and uh, we acquired more and more as the years went on. So we decided to uh, hire tour guides and our tour guides are dressed in, in uh, period Moravian clothing. Okay. And uh, during the spring and summer and fall, they give guided tours of the Mueller house. So those are the two structures. Now, mm -hmm. the third piece of this is, is what you said earlier, the, the Mary Amy Gardens. And uh, they were opened in 1996 and dedicated to a woman, as the name implies, Mary Amy, who was a, a big fan of ours and a, a big benefactor. And uh, so the garden is named under her memory. And back there in our gardens throughout the year, we have concerts, we have live events, and we have lots of weddings. We actually have about uh, 25 events that are held here, uh, not all here, but held by the Historical Foundation throughout the year. And that doesn't count weddings. Some are held yeah. at the Linnitz Library. Um, I will say also that we are a seasonal institution. We're open from uh, typically from early May to the end of December. Now this year, we're actually gonna be opening up a month early. We're gonna be opening up April 3rd. Okay. And uh, so uh, we're open six days a week and then June, July, August, September, we're open Sundays also. also okay. And I know that kind of when we were starting to talk about um, the, the podcast and getting set up, you were talking about some of the upgrades that you've done with, to protect the artifacts inside. Right. And, and uh, so can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure, we just completed a, a major project that we've been wanting to do. It's been on our wish list for several years. We UV tinted all of our windows in our, in our buildings. Uh, I say all, but it's actually most. Uh, in our gift shop, we, we didn't uh, tint, but uh, the main windows facing the south and most of the other windows that would have the, the rays of the sun hit the objects that are on display, those are now all protected. Yeah, and, and just looking at it, and I know you can't, you can't see it. Yeah, you can't tell. And I know because I know maybe 15, 20 years ago, the UV, you could really see those. The, it's really a nice It's treatment. really come a long yeah. way. And I was uh, not concerned, but I just asked a question at first. Because we're in what's called the Moravian Historic District mm -hmm. here, you know, uh, kind of like the town regulations back in 1759, yes. you, you have to do, you know, to do certain things to the buildings here, you have to get approval, right. which I think is a great thing. Yeah. Uh, so I was just worried, well, what's it going to look like? Is it going to be really dark? But uh, I was assured, and, and I'm cer certainly a believer, yeah. I didn't have any doubt. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm impressed. Now, yeah, you, like you said, you can't even tell. <clears throat> no, I, I'm impressed, and you can still see the wavy and the bubbly glass. Like it's, it is mm -hmm. great. It's much right. better than it used to be. 
uh, new collections, new things added to the collection. Can you tell me about yeah, that? Yeah, I'm actually going to turn it over okay, to our sure. archivist, Lowell Wanger. <laughs> Thank you. <Courtney. laughs> well, you know, we, we had uh, well over uh, almost 200 items donated uh, through the course of just this past year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and a lot of those are multiple letters or, mm -hmm. or things, but uh, a couple of prized possessions was second post office in Lidditz actually made its way back here from Colorado. And in September, we got that in and set it up uh, in the place where it was operated by okay. uh, Frederick Zitzman uh, in part of uh, what we call the Johannes Mueller House. Okay. And that's where he operated the post office from 1830 through 1849. So is it like a desk or a counter? It really is sort of like a cabinet. Okay. He would sort the mail and the residents of Lidditz would have to come in and pick it up. There's no free mail delivery. Yeah, kind of like a P.O. box. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. your yeah. own P.O. Yeah. box, yeah. but yeah. you have to come in and pick up the yeah. mail. Then you have to pay for your mail, too, because you pay for it. The recipient pays okay. for the letter. Oh. But, you know, that's, yeah. uh, that's a, a unique item, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that really makes a, you know, makes a difference. It gives a, a, an added dimension of what yes. while we're How was, working as yeah. tour guides, yeah. and I also work as a tour guide. It gives one more thing that uh, that we can add to tell the story of, of what's going on in that house. Yes. And yeah. you know, we're you know, 300 years plus since that house was built. Well, not 300 years, but uh, close. Well, close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're you know looking looking at, at some of the, the those things, and we can add to the story. And, yes. Uh, yeah. The more we can broaden and add the story and, and bring. Uh, you know, we now have another person introduced with that, with Frederick Zisman. So we can have the family, and we now have the capability of really talking about uh, three generations of Johannes Mueller and his children and grandchildren living Lip, in that house. Yes, and, and working and from it. Yeah. Working in that mm -hmm. and, and sharing what it was like to be in Lewis from 1792 until the 19th century. Okay. That's, I, that's really interesting to me. I didn't, I, I guess I realized that, like, the general stores or whatever were like the hub of the community, but I didn't, I never even thought about how the mail got to places. You know, you don't think about that day-to-day -day stuff. So that's a, another way to tie history to, to the place. I, sure. I think that's great. So I often hear a comment from um, people, which, you know, often does surprise me that they don't feel like history is being taught now. I don't know why they feel that way. Um, but so do you hear that? Do you see that? Um, are there things for families to do here? We definitely hear that. We have a lot of tour groups, I mean, larger tour groups, not just buses, but school kids. Okay. Uh, we do not charge any local school kids or groups or homeschoolers for, for tours. We mm -hmm. do get a lot of them. And um, I think it's all about, it comes down to engagement. Here's another example. We, last year, we held our first annual Spring into History Festival okay. in, uh, on June 1st. And uh, we had artisans in our gardens. We had hot food. We had games. Uh, just a really good time. And, and uh, I think we had about 20 artisans or so. We also had some stations in the Mueller mm -hmm. House so people could also walk through the Mueller House. And we had, uh, Lowell will back me up, we had a lot of kids show up to yeah. that event. And I think it just, again, goes back to engagement. If, if they can uh, 
interact with something or, or play with uh, uh, the same kind of toy that a child 100 years yes, ago yeah. played with instead of just pointing to things on a wall and, mm -hmm. and, and, and you gotta have to have them relate really yeah we, we did have some some of the children's games out there that oh did get, they uh, you know yeah. different things that were used in in the late uh, 18th and early 19th century that you know they might have had as well mm -hmm. as we have uh have some children's stories yeah. on display in various places in the museum yeah i i think that that is i think that my favorite history is a you can connect to mm -hmm. your to your exactly. everyday life yeah. exactly that much i mean really right. i i've been doing research for a project that i'm doing and um there's a book that was published uh, maybe 20 years ago locally but it was it oh, yeah yeah, by, yeah, by, yeah. Uh, Gary yes yeah and i some of those are like it would be like if they could just post on facebook they were they were they were mad and they were going down to the post office to, or going down to the newspaper yeah. office to put this in the newspaper so everybody knew yeah. it just makes me giggle because people haven't changed that much just the medium yeah. has <laughs> well, and, and we, we do get locals come yeah. in here too we get of course uh, uh Again, uh, our tour guides and our uh, volunteers will tell you that we have a lot of people that grew up in Linux, lived here their whole lives, walk in our door and say, wow, I've, I've lived here my whole life down the street and I've never walked in. Yeah. And I turn that into a positive. Right. Say, well, You're here now. Yeah. And we're very much tourist driven in a way. Mm -hmm. um, so we do get families coming from, it's, it's amazing. We had uh, in 2019, we had visitors from 49 out of 50 states. We we're only missing North Dakota. And we had visitors from 33 different countries. Oh, that's great. So yeah. it's, it's incredible how they find a small, you know, quote unquote, small town like mm -hmm. Linus, which is a population of about 9,000. Right. How, how are they finding Linus <laughs> from every corner of the world? Right. It's really interesting. And, and we're even having, last year we had researchers wanted to look at some of the papers we have in our archives mm -hmm. from John Frost. Oh, yeah. He's from India. So oh, my he goodness. Came, he yeah. came to the United States from India, was working on our archives for, mm -hmm. for a day, getting some information for an article that he uh, intended to write. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there are, I think, yeah. uh, they come in maybe and I don't know how many times I've heard that yeah. uh, in the two years, three years now that I've been looking at. And I think oftentimes people don't stop and look at the history around them. You, you know, when you're when you're away someplace, you'll go do the touristy things, but you don't necessarily do that when you're in your own own community. Mm -hmm. So I think we're we're probably all guilty of that in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, so, do you notice any trends in history and preservation that you that you've noticed? Um, I think. Again, it comes down to engagement. I, I think what's old is new again, mm -hmm. and I think everything is cyclical. So right. I, I think that um, as crazy as it sounds, I think maybe sometimes people are getting tired of their cell phones and they're not looking for uh, things so much as they're looking for experiences mm -hmm. and things that they can do together as yes. a couple yeah. or as a family. And our two buildings here, I mean, are fully interactive. Uh, people can look at things, learn from things. They can uh, take a tour. They can visit our gardens, shop our gift shop, just or just walk downtown. Linux. Yes. We have 
a uh, historic walking tour map. It's self-guided of, of, of uh, Main Street. Okay. We hand them out and uh, people just love to take them. Uh, I'll be driving down Main Street and I'll see someone holding <laughs> it out, looking up, yes. looking at the building. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it, it's history is, it really is ever changing. Mm -hmm. And I think there's more ways to um, to interact with it too. I know we were talking about the the silo um, foundation a little bit, the mm -hmm. the app, but the, there's different ways to interact and mm -hmm. tell the story. And I think yes. that's that helps people. Oh, you mean the Clio app? Yeah, the Clio app. Yeah, Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think you've hit that as as we've talked about this. The more that people see, hey, you know, we're looking at the lives of everyday mm -hmm. people who are here. Yes. And how yeah. they're doing the same thing you're doing. They want to have things better for their children. How do we get through today? How are we going to make tomorrow better than today? Yes. And all of that. Yeah. Um, and um, they have disappointments, and they also have um, have successes. Yes. And yeah. being able to to demonstrate that and to to look at some of those things, and uh, I know that we find people go through here that, and obviously people can't see this over the radio, but you you look at some of the places in the house, and people are amazed at how ingenious. <laughs> the people in the 1790s were. Right. Uh, we have in the Mueller house on the dining room table. I mean, their version of central air conditioning is you open the doors on either side. Right. Yeah. But that means you're going to have all kinds of little visitors. Mm -hmm. Well, you can, they have a device, you crank it up and it slowly spins to chase the flies away while oh, you have your meal. Very you cool. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And they make use use of a lot of things. Yeah. There isn't, uh, you know, it's not a, a completely disposable society. Right. They are, are recycling and reusing and conserving, and there is concern about conserving energy and resources mm -hmm. in 1792 as we are in 2020. Yeah, and and really, like, that's that's backed by, by um, building science. The um, uh, GSA, the government, um, uh, accounting office they actually um say that the the buildings that use the most energy were built in like 1950 to 1970 because they didn't care about their energy usage then but the older buildings and the newer buildings they do because you know we realized that it wasn't going to just be you know we needed to start conserving again mm -hmm. um so yeah and the way that they were built the older buildings were built to cross ventilation and to keep the heat in the thicker walls it, it really it, it was it was paying attention to your environment mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it, it's it's interesting uh speaking of thicker walls our two buildings are stone and for mm -hmm. the longest time it was really hard to get internet reception. oh i'm sure so yeah we put in in wi-fi i think mm -hmm. I, I i'm safe to say we were one of the very first museums in the county to offer free wi-fi back when a lot of people didn't even know what the word Wi-Fi right. meant. Yeah. So we try to stay ahead of the game with things like mm -hmm. that. Um, we've been we've been so fortunate uh, with with people that are guests, the amount of guests every year. Uh, we get busier and busier. We, That's we great. have our we have about uh, six tour guides now. We have uh, a, a board of twelve board mm -hmm. uh, members. They're they're not paid. That we do pay our guides, right. and we also have a paid. Uh, events coordinator and museum coordinator and just an army of volunteers. I think we have about maybe about 20 to 25 volunteers, I'll say, that just uh, help help run this place. Yeah, that that's that's important and it's good that you get people in that are wanting are caring about their the history and mm -hmm. and, and everything. Yeah. Um, how can someone uh, contact you? Um, should they 
I should should now I'll make sure these are also on the website mm -hmm. too. Should they go to the the website or how how should they? Contact? There's lots of ways that okay. we're everywhere. We're on the lettershistoricalfoundation.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, of course Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. And uh, just stop in. Um, okay. This particular building here is donation based. Just walk around. Um, how else can they support us? Uh, become a member, make a one-time donation, attend an event. We have, I, I added it up this afternoon, we held 25 events in, in 2019. And again, that doesn't count weddings. We, we host That's um, Labor Day weekend, <laughs> all kinds of outdoor concerts. And we try to have a variety of, of, of things. We try to get a variety of musical acts in our gardens. Uh, we, we change it up every year just, okay. just to attract different audiences. Yes, yeah. You don't want to, to me, you don't want to always have the same kind of music because you're always going to get the same kind of music. I agree. Who, yeah. we, who we love, mm -hmm. but we want to get. <laughs> you want to reach out. We want to reach out to everyone. We want to offer something for everyone. Yeah. Okay, very good. Did you have anything else you wanted to share or that, that we didn't get a chance to cover I our just, mission? I uh, want to. things are going, how, how busy we are. Um, I think we're one of the few, if not the only historical societies in the county that's open seven days a week through most of the summer. Mm -hmm. And we're very proud of that. We offer uh, guided tours six days a week. Uh, we're also, again, very fortunate that we have uh, several paid staff here. So, uh, you know, and that's all a testament to the community. And, and the and support, our, the support yes, yeah. our donors, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. And you know, the I know the buildings take a lot to upkeep too, and mm -hmm. that maintenance and maintenance helps. I mean, if you stay on top of it, but it is, it's, it's an, it's an yes. expense. There's yeah. always at yeah. least, uh, I would say one major project every year mm -hmm. that we undertake. Uh, last year, well, 2018 was, uh, we, we did a lot of painting on our buildings. And of course we UV tinted the windows uh, just a couple weeks ago, but there, there's always, something to do with these yes. old buildings they are built to last forever yes. don't get me wrong but, but you have to maintain it you have to maintain yeah. it and, and it's our that's our that's our duty to you know that comes along with our, our job description. it's stewardship it's yeah stewardship exactly yeah. you know I, I always say too none of us are going to be around here forever so we're right. just keeping it for the next next uh, uh organ not organization but the next group that yes. comes along and, mm -hmm. and takes it takes the reins after us yeah. and the group that takes the reins after them so yes very good. Thank you very Anybody much. Else you want to add more? Well, I, I... You know, for the exhibits we have, these are our family treasures that people have said, okay, yes. uh, we'd like to share these with the community. Mm -hmm. So this allows members of the community to do that. And as Corey mentioned, we have a stewardship obligation and make sure that we take care of them. Right. Um, We've had a couple of times where somebody's had something and we have to say, I'm sorry, we can't take care of that item. Mm -hmm. it's, it's in too bad a shape or, or, or that. And there may be reasons why we might not be able to accept an offer. Right. But we certainly welcome the opportunity. It's finding to ways review. to keep yes, them all over yes. there and all of that. And that presents something of a challenge of, of individual items sometimes need some special care. But uh, that's what helps makes it uh, different and it allows us to put a variety of things. We got to think of a new exhibit that's going to go. Over <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. For the, for this for the, for season. The, the season. Yeah. I do want to add something sure. to what you asked earlier about what are we doing to preserve? And I mentioned the window mm -hmm. paintings. Well, another project that 
Lowell's been kind of overseeing for the past year is we're eventually going to get all of our collections online mm -hmm. through uh, a past perfect or a oh, yes, type yeah. of software. So that's another main project that's, uh, you know, obviously it doesn't happen overnight. Right. There's a lot of pre-planning to, to, uh, to make that happen before, mm -hmm. you know, we actually start uh, putting items online there. Yeah. I don't know if you want to say anything about that, Lowell. Or well, it's, it's still... Uh, a few months away from all of that stuff, but mm -hmm. hopefully we'll get to a point where someone, if they really are interested, they might be able, they won't be able to see every single document we right. have, but at least we but you can start to, somebody yeah. is, is doing a genealogy of someone, or they are interested in uh, some of the businesses that were mm -hmm. around here, and we have some records, they're welcome to, to make an appointment to come in and oh, yes. look at those. Yeah. And, uh, but it's it's easier if they already know what's here. To, right, to that they know what. So then we can can also make sure that we have them available for them uh, when they come here. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Thank you.